0: Hey, happy Father's Day to you dads the room, those of you online with us. I'm glad that you're here worshiping on this Father's Day weekend. Thanks for being part of all this. I'm excited to be with you in this time. If I haven't met you yet, my name's Daryl Holden. I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, again, it's my great privilege to be able to, to spend some time with you talking about these important things. Um, if you're here, those of you who are here, um, when we're done, we're actually having root beer floats out on the yard in honor of dads. You don't have to be a dad to get a float. Um, You just have to be willing to have a float. So we're really excited about that. Those of you who are online, sorry, um, hope you have root beer and ice cream at your house, I guess, that um, we're glad to celebrate dads in that way. If you're new, if you're newer with us at Christ Community, those of you who are here in the room, we'd love to meet you as you walk out of here today. You can walk right to our welcome desk, just right out these doors, and uh, you can meet somebody there. If you give us your contact information, we have a gift for you and those of you who are online, you can hit the connect button. That'll take, us, take you to our digital connect card. And uh, if you'd share your information with us, again, we'd love to know how we could help you, serve you, pray for you. It's really the goal of all of that. And so we're gonna help you get connected here if this is your place. I'm, I'm glad you're here today on this Father's Day weekend. You know, We talk a lot around here about, actually God is our Heavenly Father. And so the series that we're in is called Words, for when you have no words. We're talking about Psalms, the ancient prayers of God's people. And today, this weekend, we're talking from Psalm 37, which is a wisdom psalm. It's a it's one who is wise, sharing wisdom with people who are still trying to figure it out. And, and since we're all still trying to figure it out, I think what we're gonna talk about this weekend is really gonna be helpful for you. Before to jump into to God's wisdom for us, because it's Father's Day, I thought I'd share a little bit of, they call it dad vice, it just, have a little fun with dads and some of the advice that we give to our kids, to our families. I'll start with one that my dad passed down to me when we were camping. Without fail, he would always say, if you play with the fire, you'll wet the bed. <laughs> right, like why would you pass that down? Like why would you scare a kid with that on a camping trip? But that was, like, that was some of my dad's advice to me and I of course had passed that down to my kids and I'm not sure why I inflicted that on them either. <laughs> Um, here's dad advice, <laughs> never break two laws at once. That's how you get caught. So, It's true. Um, lady named Tara, she, her dad advised on her first driving lesson, we passed the cemetery. My dad said, buckle up, that's where all the bad drivers go. <laughs> so let's just, like, yeah. Uh, Lauren's dad, he advised her, when you start a new job, don't talk a lot. This way they won't know how dumb you are. It's so wrong. That's so wrong. That's so right, but it's so wrong. And this one, is, of all of them, this one's my favorite. Um, to the little kid, if the monster comes out of your closet tonight, say hi for me and then go back to sleep. <laughs> and have a good night, right? So, um, so we're spending time together today in Psalm 37. It's a wisdom psalm, good good psalm. It's long. It is 40 verses long. So we're obviously not going to be able to cover all of it, but I've again picked a few things out of it and kind of got the gist of it for us. I'm going to share some things with you that I again believe will be really helpful and really encouraging to you. And some stuff in there that I think you'll be able to, to come back to during the week. You know, as you kind of go out of here and go into your week, some stuff will be helpful for you all through these next several days. So these Psalms, they're ancient prayers of God's people, they're ancient poetry. They are originally written in ancient Hebrew, from the ancient nation of Israel. And this Psalm, Psalm 37, as a poem, it's called an acrostic poem. And super creative, each stanza of this poem starts with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, and there's 22 stanzas to this poem, and it just kinda moves through. And so there's some repetition in here and there's some creative stuff that comes out of it. But I just, at the front end, thought that that was really cool that you get to see like our Heavenly Father's wisdom shared through 22 stanzas that start with the next letter of the alphabet. And and they all address a question that, that people who are around things of faith, so people like us, people who come to church, come to church sometimes just trying to figure it out, like, People like you and me, they, this psalm addresses a question that people like us ask. Sometimes we ask it out loud, but often we ask it in the deeper parts of our heart. And if I could phrase the question, this is how I would phrase it, why should I be all in? Why should I be all in? Why should it be I be all in for my faith? Why should I be all in for my relationship with Jesus? Why should I be all in? And the reason that question comes up is because we look at the world around us and the way the world works and being all in for your faith and winning don't often go together. And I think we're the same in this. I wanna win. Like, I want to win. I, I, I want I want to be comfortable. I want to provide good things for my family. I want my kids to have opportunities and experiences. I want to win at work, and I want to like. I don't want anybody else to lose. Like, I don't mean it like that. Like somebody else has to lose, but but I want to win. And and when I look around, when I see the world around me, what I see is is people of faith. They're not always at the front. They don't. If they take it, if they're all in with their faith, they're they're not they're not winning. They're not winning, and so this psalm really addresses this question that you and I, we ask as people who circle around. And maybe you've never quite put these words on it, but when when somebody offers you the chance to take a next step, and here's what here's what your spiritual life could look like. Here's a next step for you. We always have this little like, but what's the cost? What's this? Gonna, why would I be all in? I, I want to win, and I'm not sure I can win if I'm all in. And, and so. The psalmist addresses that issue for us and, and he, he sees it in verse, um, verse 35. So towards the end of this psalm, he makes this observation. He says, I've seen a wicked and ruthless man flourishing like a luxuriant native tree. So for the last five to six years, I have read a number of biographies and autobiographies of, um, felt, of famous, wealthy, powerful people. I don't think I've read one chapter about their faith. In, in talking about who they are and how they got where they are, and these are business people and politicians and athletes in talking about who they are and how they got where they are, I don't think I've seen one chapter on, on faith. And, and their lives, like, they sure look like they're winning. You know, they have, they have wealth, they have power, they have influence, they have success in their field, and I don't know, I don't know if I don't brand them as, as wicked, ruthless for some of them, for sure, just in the own stories they tell about their lives. But, but that flourishing like a native, a luxuriant native tree like that, that's a fair description of, of their life. And again, it kind of begs this question of if, if I wanna win, if I wanna win, why would I be all in for my faith? Why would you be all in for your faith when people who are are all in don't seem to win? And so if I could really just kind of boil down this God's wisdom, speaking into that question of his kids, why should you be all in? And just, I would bullet point, and this is really What this psalm is about, here's the statement, it's just kind of a couple sentence statements, you can remember this, this life, if you wanna know why you should be all in, this life is short and the next life is long. So Psalm 37 is a psalm that that takes people like you and me who tend to be short-sighted and short-term thinkers and encourage us to think for the longer term. And so to jump into this psalm, Psalm 37, the first two verses. Do not fret because those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass they'll soon wither, like green plants they will soon die away. So we just, we just jump right in here, and I, I jumped to a couple of verses that jumped out to me. The first one's don't fret, don't fret because people who are evil. Fretting is about being frustrated. Fretting is, is about being aggravated about something that you see. And if you're a person who is solidly on like the faith side of things, not the no faith side of things, but you're solidly on the faith side of things, and, and you look and you see somebody on the other side of the fence, somebody who has no regard for God, somebody who has, has no concern for, for his ways of things, and you look across the fence over there and you see them finding success. You know, like at work, they're the ones who their work gets noticed and appreciated. They're the ones who get the promotions. They're the ones who get get the better territory. The ones papers get published. Like at work, they're the ones who seem to be winning. You know, at school, they're the ones who are who are getting the best grades. They're the ones who are popular. Those they're the ones who like they seem to be winning. And in, in, in our neighborhood, in our society, these are the people that other people are like, I'd like to be like them. They they seem to be winning. And if if you're looking across people who have no regard for God and for his ways and and you allow yourself to be frustrated by their success. You have regard for God and his ways, and you're looking at somebody who does not, and they're winning, and you're frustrated by that. What that does is that draws you closer to the fence. And as you move closer to the fence, you're in danger of stepping over into that side of the, the, the no regard for God and for his ways. And so the statement here is, like, don't get frustrated by this. Don't get frustrated by this. Don't fret about these people. And then the next is, is don't be envious of them. And is about what you want. Envy's about what you want. And so when you look at somebody, again, you're solidly on the faith side of the fence, but you look across the fence at somebody who has no regard for God and for his ways, and you see the success they have at work. You see the toys they have in their garage. You see the way they have fun with their family. Like you see the stuff, and and something inside you says, That's what I want. Right? That's what I want. I, I want success at work that way. And I want that kind of fun for my family, my kids to have those kinds of opportunities and experience. That's that's what I want. What envy does envy draws you to the fence as well. And so as you begin to like, if you if you nurture the frustration or if you nurture the desire in your life for what people who have no regard for God and his ways for the success they're experiencing, it draws you towards the fence, it draws you closer and closer to them. And so we get to start this this psalm with this this great advice, don't fret because those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. And here's the reason, because like the grass, they soon wither like green plants they soon die away. And so you and I have a tendency to look at people with no regard for God and for his ways, and, and it looks like they're winning. And what God's wisdom speaks into and speaks over us, is God wants you to know, he wants us to know, there's a difference between like winning with a little w at the start and winning with a capital W at the start, and what your heavenly Father wants for you is he wants to rescue you from your natural bent. You and I have a natural bent to be short-term thinkers and to move towards a little W win. And he wants to rescue you from that natural bent and give to you not the little W win, but the capital W win. He wants you to experience winning in your life. That verse I read just a minute ago at about, like, the, the wicked people being like a flourishing, luxuriant native tree. There's a closing thought that I left off the screen for you and it's important for you to see it, I, so I just wanna show it to us. So it's verse 35 and verse 36. I've, I've seen a wicked and ruthless man flourishing like a luxuriant native tree, but he soon passed away and he was no more. And I looked for him, but he could not be found. And so this kind of flourishing, this, this lack of regard for God and his ways, the flourishing that comes from all that, it's a short-term flourishing, and, and we're all short-term thinkers. And as we get older, we develop ability to think a little longer term in our lives, and we plan a little further out in the future, but, but none of us naturally thinks beyond this life, and so our Heavenly Father is encouraging us. He does not want us to settle for the little W win. He wants us to experience the big W win that only he can give to us. And so if you're a person who wants to win, not the little W win, but wants to experience the big win that God wants to give to you, there are several things in this psalm for us, and again, I've just had to pull them out for the sake of our time. There are a handful of things that I'd love for you to see. Like if you wanna win, a capital W win, and these just come out of the first line of a number of these, of these verses. So the first one is, trust in the Lord and do good. So this is verse three, this is at the top of the psalm. Trust in the Lord and do good. Now you gotta notice, trust comes before do. Right, because this is, this, is, this is relational language. This, this slide, the things on this slide, these are about relationship. This, this is relational language. Trust in the Lord first. This is, this is about your relationship with him. Trust in him as your father. You have a heavenly father. And I don't know if you think about that very much or very often or how you feel about that. Our earthly dad impacts that in a huge way. But you have a heavenly father who is, who is good and who is perfect. And everywhere your dad fell short, like he will step into that. And everywhere your dad hit it home run in your life, like he will amplify that. You have a heavenly father that you can trust him as your heavenly father. Trust in the Lord. Jesus is your savior. He came to rescue us from our sins and from ourselves and so we trust him as our rescuer. We don't have to try to rescue ourselves. We don't have to look to somebody else to rescue us. We have a savior and we get to trust in the Lord. And as we trust in him, as we build that, go deep in that relationship with him, then we have the opportunity to do good. And I think what this psalm, the wisdom of this psalm is speaking into our lives is, is the great temptation we all face, the natural drift we have, is to do the things that lead to the little WNs. And instead of doing the things that lead to the little WNs, trust in the Lord and do good. Do, do what your father says, live in his way, and we get to trust in him and we get to do good. And that always, if you wanna win, that's trusting in the Lord and doing good. That leads to win. Second one there that's on the list for you, take delight in the Lord. Take delight in the Lord. So this, this challenges our, our natural desire to delight in other people, other things, ourselves, the stuff that is, again, that's short-sighted our short-sighted delight, the stuff that belongs to this life and this life only. And it's, it's really easy to get caught up in what success looks like and, and what, what we want and how it's gonna play out in our families and you know you just keep going down that list. You can take delight and we're challenged instead, encouraged by Heavenly Father to take delight in him. This is relational language. This is, this is about recognizing who he is and, and who he sees you to be and his desire to be in relationship with you, and, and to draw you into deeper into a relationship with him, and so you get to take delight in the Lord. Instead of having our eyes on other people and where they happen to be winning, or the spoils of what they get for the victories in their lives, you and I instead get to be delighted in the Lord, who he is, who he said he is, and who he is as he moves towards us. And so again, if you wanna win, you want the big W win, take delight in the Lord, and then the third one is commit your way to the Lord and trust in him. Commit your way to the Lord and trust in him, and I just, when I when I read that line, what comes to my mind is another wisdom saying from the Bible. It's Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six. Uh, some of you might know this one. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Not yourself, not, not your wisdom, not your strength, not your abilities. Don't lean on your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him. And he'll direct your paths. And so, so we get this opportunity to commit our way to the Lord and trust in him. And again, our natural bent is to take control, right? To, to do, like I wanna get there, and to get there, this is the path I'm gonna go, and if I, if I work hard enough at that, lean into that, make sure that like I could get there. And so you and I, instead of being people who are, who are committed to our own way and the destination that we hope, we get to commit our way to the Lord and we get to trust him. That if, if we'll walk in his way, then we'll get what he wants to give to us. So commit your way to the Lord and trust him. This next one, it's a beautiful statement, I do not like it at all. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do you like to be still and wait patiently? That that is, (laughs) that is not part of who we are as human beings. To be still before the Lord. We're talking relational stuff again. To be still before the Lord, not to be agitated, not to be fretting, not to be anxious, not to be, just to be still before the Lord and to wait patiently for him. And one of the things that this tells us about God, not only does he invite us to come be in his presence, but sometimes we just get to sit there a little bit before he makes himself known, right? So we get to be still before the Lord and we get to wait patiently for him to come to us, to speak to us, to engage with us, to give to us what he wants to give to us, to be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. and and what we naturally do is if you make it to the Lord's presence, it's really hard to be there and to be still, and it's really hard to wait. <laughs> you wanna just, okay, I was there. I didn't, like, didn't mean much to me today, so I'm off and I'm on my own, and I'm, I'm gonna do it my way. And that leads maybe to a little WN, but that does not lead to the big win that God wants to give you, so be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And then the last one, and this is towards the end of the psalm, those other ones are all up the front, but this is towards the end, hope in the Lord and keep his ways. It's hope in the Lord and keep his ways. And you, you see in this a lot of repetition. It's, just, it's, it's the same thing, said a little bit different. Each time there's a lot of repetition here, and it's almost like we need to hear this over and over again. Because everything in us goes the other way And if we go the other way, if we go the other way, the best we get, the very best we get, if we go the other way, the very best we get is the little w win. And you know this from your experiences and from your observations, so do I. There are people who spend their entire life going the other way, chasing the little w win, and they never get it. You could spend your entire life chasing a little w win. If you go the other way, the very best you're gonna get is a little W win, but if we if we trust in the Lord and do good, then we get to experience the big W kind of win that he wants to give to us, and, and so what your father wants for you, this is from the psalm, this is what winning looks like. This is what winning looks like. First is that you will dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. So, I put it on the screen there for you because I think this is important. Throughout this Psalm, 40 verses and eight different times it talks about dwelling in the land, staying in the land, being in the land. It talks about the importance of the land. And and so what that is, why it would be important to people like you and me, so to the ancient nation of Israel, they were were enslaved people. They did not have land. They had nothing that belonged to them. Everything they had belonged to somebody else. It came from somebody else. It was for somebody else. Their entire lives, they were in servitude to somebody else. They were enslaved people. And and God looked at them and said, I'll be your God, you can be my people. And they said, yes. And, And he rescued them from slavery to the ancient nation of Egypt and he brought them to the land, the promised land, the land that he was giving to them, and instead of living on somebody else's land, they now had a land of their own, and it was parceled out by God to them according to their tribes and to their families, and they had, they had an inheritance. They had something, that they had a home. They had a place that was theirs that belonged to them, and on top of it, it was a place where God says his name would dwell, where he would be present, and his hand of blessing would be on them. So when you read that little phrase about that you would inherit or dwell in the land, it is, it is not just about like, hey, you got a piece of property. This is, this is about living in the place, dwelling in the place where God resides and where God has his hand of blessing. Like That is the first piece of the big W win is that you get to live in the presence and under the blessing of God and enjoy safe pasture. God speaks of himself as a shepherd and his people as sheep, and what he promises to give to them is safety and a place of provision and abundance. And So the big W win, and this is, again, this is an eternal kind of win, is you get to dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Second thing that you get is you get to receive from the Lord the desires of your heart. You get to receive from the Lord the desires of your heart And again, knowing that that all of this is relational, like we're talking about relationship stuff, as you and I engage with our Heavenly Father and as we we go deep in our relationship with him, one of the things that happens is he rescues us. He rescues us from shallow desires. He rescues us from selfish and short-term desires. He rescues us from our little desires, and he shapes our heart so that we want the kinds of things that he gives. And so we get to receive from the Lord the desires of our heart as our heart is conformed to him. That's the first part of it. And then the second part of receiving from him, God has put eternal desires in you. There are things that you want, and you may not even be able to list them out, may not even be aware of this, but there's stuff in your life, there's, there are things that you desire that are eternity that are eternal in their quality and in their quantity. And some of those desires have have a this life short term expression, but they also have an expression in the next life, and so what you want, maybe you spend your entire life thinking, I have this desire and I can't see why it wouldn't be of God, and it's never fulfilled because God intends to fulfill it in the next life. This life is short, the next life is long, and if you will If you will trust in the Lord and do good, deep relationship with him and let that overflow out of your lives into others, one of the things that we get is we get to receive from the Lord. This is winning, receiving from the Lord the desires of our heart. The third one is to be rewarded and not just rewarded but vindicated by him. To be rewarded and vindicated by him. Because if you choose to be all in, if you choose to be all in, if you choose to order your life in line with your relationship with Jesus and the way that he has for you to walk, you choose to be all in for him. There are gonna be people who look at you and and scratch their head and say, like the nice people are gonna say this makes no sense. And and you're you're gonna give up some things and sacrifice and you're gonna move some directions that just, they don't make any sense to the people around you, maybe not even to the closest people around you, and that's the best side and the worst side. Like there, there will be people who just who are not gonna be for it at all and they're gonna do everything they can to stand in your way and they're gonna be harassing you and they're gonna be, like there'll be people who they don't want you to win in this way for whatever reason. And what God promises for his people who walk in his way is that he rewards and he vindicates. And so, so your choices, your willingness to live all in, there's a day coming when like God's gonna, everybody's gonna know that that was the right decision. Didn't look like it made a lot of sense. In this moment, it was, it was pie in the sky maybe to somebody else, but, but God wants, like he's gonna let you and everybody else know that, that you made the right decision, that you were making the right decision, so you'll be rewarded and vindicated by him. You'll enjoy peace and prosperity. That just to enjoy peace in your life and prosperity. And I hear the word prosperity, I think about abundance. You just, to be a person who has peace, who has enough, who has more than enough of the kind of stuff that God gives to people and you get to experience that. Like That's winning, to be at rest in your heart and your mind and your relationships, to be at rest and to have abundance of, of the good things that God wants to give you through Jesus and by his spirit. And then the next one there, you'll spend your days under the Lord's care. Instead of, instead of the best that you can get, instead of taking care of yourself, Instead of somebody else taking care of you and the best that they can give you, you get to spend your days, days of this life and all the days of eternity with your heavenly father watching over you, paying attention to you, sheltering you, giving you his life. You get to experience that. You get to experience spending all your days, this life and the next one under the Lord's care. And maybe you'll stumble, but you'll never fall. You might stumble, but you'll you'll never fall. You and I move. We're we're bent we're bent away from, from trusting the Lord and doing good. We're bent the other direction, and the culture in which we live is bent away from trusting the Lord and do good. And those two things collide. And we have an enemy of our soul, who's who is just adamant that we not live trusting the Lord and do good. And when all of that collides and conspires against us, I you know. You might slip, but you're never gonna stumble. Because your, your father is watching over you and he's gonna take care of you and he's gonna make sure that your feet, keep your feet on the path and keep you moving forward. You stumble, but you will never fall. And then the next one, you'll be primed for generosity. And you know, just kind of looking at those verses, God doesn't leave you hanging. He doesn't leave you hanging. He takes care of his people. Even when the decisions that you might be making to be all in don't make financial sense, One of the the great promises we have from the scriptures that people who live after God's ways, like he takes care of us, verse 26 in this psalm says, they're always generous and they lend freely. You have enough to live and enough to give and and God is like, he's watching over and he's taking care of people and that little verse 26 ends with, their children will be a blessing. So there's just this, this abundance of generosity, you're primed for generosity. If you'll you'll walk in God's way and receive the win that he wants to give you. And then this last one for our time together, you'll see the Lord make everything right. You'll see the Lord make everything right. Because again, the world, not just our culture, every culture, since the beginning till this point all around the globe, the people who win, most of them are stepping on or stepping over somebody else to win. They're taking care of themselves, not taking care of other people. They're taking care of themselves at the expense of other people. I mean, there's, just, there's stuff that happens in our world that is, so, that is so backwards from God's way of doing things, and, and you and I sometimes are like, we get to experience that in really negative ways. We see it a lot, and we get to experience it in negative ways in our own, and, and one of the great promises that God gives to us is the people who will, who will trust in the Lord and do good will go deep in that relationship with him and let that spill out and flow out into their lives even though that makes no sense if you're chasing the little w what you get to see is you get to see God making everything right in all the all the head scratching frustrating aggravating angering things that happen in our world today if you looked at the news if you looked at the news this morning there's a whole new list of them someday Jesus is going to speak into all of that He's gonna speak over all of that. And he's gonna make it right. And when he makes it right, people like you and me, those who trust in the Lord and do good, like we we get to see him make it right. And in that day, all the frustration, all the aggravation, all the mis, like what we don't understand, we're gonna all look at each other and go, oh, now it's right. He's gonna make it right. And so that's part of experiencing this win that God wants to give to us is is that we get to, we get to see him make things right. So you and I don't have to worry, we don't have to worry about the little W win. You don't have to worry about the little W win. What you really want, what your Heavenly Father wants to give to you, is that, is that big W, the capital W. He wants to rescue you from your desire for that little W Win, and He wants to give you the capital win that is beyond what you and I could could dream of or think of or ask or imagine. And, and it comes when we'll go deep in our relationship with him and then let that relationship flow out into the lives of the people who are around us. So what we're gonna do, how we're gonna wrap all this up in our time together today, I'm gonna invite the band to come out. And they're gonna sing, it's a, it's a song of faith, it's a song of faith. So this, this might be, like, this is a faith moment and this might be a decision moment for you this might, be, this might be a faith mo- like a f- moment for you. Maybe you've, to this point, maybe you've spent your time chasing that little WN. And you, maybe you've been catching it, maybe you haven't been, but you've been chasing that and that trust in the Lord, do good thing, it didn't make any sense to you. But for whatever reason, like you're just feeling it on the inside of you that, that God is telling you, hey, I'm your father, I'm your father and you can trust me. Jesus is your savior, you can trust him. So this is, this is a decision moment maybe for you, or maybe, maybe you've, you've made that faith decision, but you've kinda followed your natural bent. And, and you've let yourself chase that little WN, and you know that it's, it's time to kinda reorder some things and reprioritize some things, to trust in the Lord, to do good, to dwell in the land, to enjoy safe pasture. So I wanna read this verse, this is the last verse of the Psalm over, so I'm gonna read this verse for us, and then I'm gonna pray, and then the band's gonna sing. We'll finish our time together. Psalm 37, verses 39 and 40. Salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He's their stronghold in times of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. So would you guys bow your head, close your eyes, let me pray for us. So Father, thank you for your love for us Thank you for your willingness to step into our lives, to rescue us from our natural tendencies, from our natural bent. We chase the little W win. And you have so much better for us. So I'm asking for myself and for my friends who are part of this service, those in the room, those online, that that you would give us what we need to trust you and then do good. That we'd be willing to receive from you what you wanna give to us. And that we would see longer term. This life's short, the next life's long. That we'd live to, to be with you and to receive your blessing and your reward for all eternity. And all this comes to us through you, Jesus. And because of that, we are really grateful and we love you and we pray these things in your name. Amen.
1: So Steve
0: as we wrap up, um, if you need somebody to pray with you, pray for you today, um, there'll be prayer team members down front after our time together, and it would be our privilege to pray with you, for you here in this room. For those of you who are online, if you hit the prayer button there, it will take you to our team, and we would love to pray with you as well. So um, thank you guys for being here. Have a happy Father's Day weekend. Those of you in the room, root beer floats out in the yard out there, so go enjoy that. Celebrate Father's Day. Um, I love y'all. Have a great weekend. Look forward to seeing you next week. You're dismissed.